0: All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Chad Whitman, who's the co-founder of Persona. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I, you know, the sun's shining. It was raining earlier today. Now it's bright, and 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 the and the the, uh, the energy rays are fusing into this podcast straight into the first question, and that question is. What what are you working on? People that haven't heard of Persona, you know, what is it?
1: Yeah, Persona is a social audio space really built around questions with friends and experts. Um, a good analogy might be kind of think an async clubhouse built around these 30 second audio first conversations. And we're in beta right now with two topics, the MBA and tech. Uh, and we're adding a bunch of communities kind of as we go from
0: there cool. So I have a, a, probably two to four questions approximately about product. Cause this is, this is like a really interesting space. Um, and they're from a far away, it looks like all the, like anyone doing audio is like, it's all the same thing, but like, it's not at all. There's like a thousand different verticals here. So kind of walk me through for you specifically. So you're, you know, like a, what when you said 30 seconds, so is you are you trying to aim in for like short conversations or can you kind of walk me through a little bit of the user experience if I was to get on your app, what would I be able to do and what wouldn't I be able to do? Well, you know, uh on on um your app so I know kind of where your focus is.
1: Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I mean, we're really thoughtful about two core experiences. One is how do you listen to your friends and experts about topics that you're interested in? And the second one is how do you create content about things that you love talking about? Right. And sometimes those things are actually a little bit different, but they're often overlapping the same. So the core experience is a feed. And as you scroll vertically is questions. And these questions are predominantly community driven. There's some that are algorithmically driven, but they're really sort of like great conversational questions about topics you're interested in. And then if you swipe to the right, those are the individual answers and the threads of those conversations. And so the idea is if you see a question, let's say it's, you know, what is the next tech hub for the United States? Is it San Francisco, Austin, or Miami? You know, this very popular question going on in the tech community right now you will see uh, answers swiping to the right. So you swipe to the right and it's gonna be the, the best answer that is relevant to you. And Then maybe the second one, maybe it's your friends also talking about it more privately. Uh, and as you're going through those answers, you're kind of getting a sense of how that conversation is going. And the reason the 30 seconds part is so important is that we believe that you know TikTok did this great ability of condensing thought and video expression to be really to the point, really maximizing the signal. And we think that long form live audio Has that same sort of problem, which is that it's not to the point and it's not specific and it's not curated. And so we believe that that 30 second uh, forcing function helps you be creative in a way that we're kind of familiar with Twitter as an example there. And so the idea here is like, okay, there's a 30-second take. And maybe someone says it's Miami and they have this great reason. And maybe you want to agree with them, disagree with them. So in your respond to them, it would be 30 seconds as well. So the idea is that you start to kind of string these together, these longer conversations through chunks of 30 seconds, which is approximately how humans tend to communicate going back and forth. So it's meant to be a very back and forth audio conversation using 30
0: seconds as the as the structure. That's really interesting. So would you say um, that you're kind of building... a the like would you categorize this as like a social it doesn't have to you don't have to call like social network but isn't the category of social like anyone can come and see these 30 second clips conversations is this like a social product
1: Yeah, it's absolutely social. I mean, we've definitely had some people say, oh, it's, you know, it's Quora, but via audio. And I think that's a, you know, that's a fair um, assessment of the product, but it's really missing out the social component. And the part that I think is super interesting is you kind of picture a two by two, you know, these classic two by twos, and you think about the entertainment value of a random piece of content and the affinity I have with that particular person. If I don't know you, the thing that you say probably needs to be really good to capture my attention, right? Mainstream media is is what that's our, trying to do 24 seven. But if I know you really, really well, what you say, Actually, doesn't have to be amazing because it might be funny because you're my best friend from college or whatever it may be. So we're really thoughtful about building experience that highlights both of those things. And so when I think about an answer, it's not about showing you the entire world and what they think the answer to the best NBA player of all time is. It's about highlighting, you know, the number one or number two answer because you don't know these people and you want to consume that question and those answers. And then I want to see my best friends from college saying stupid things and joking around about that as well in the same space. And so. That's actually how we, a lot of times we consume live TV when we're in the same room. That's how humans often go is like, we're watching the analysis and the commentator says something amazing or hilarious or stupid. And then we have these casual conversations in real time, sort of off to the side. That's the spirit. And that's the emotion that we're going after with the product.
0: Cool. So it sounds like you're really intentional about this, which is great, which kind of leads me to my next question of like, why did you decide to start this? What's the origin story here? And um, yeah, what's the why here?
1: Yeah. For, for about six years, I was running a company called Dolly, which is kind of Uber for moving stuff. And it's very heavy in logistics and operations and you know retail and all these things. And so I wanted to kind of get a, do a 180 away from um, this kind of real world logistics-driven business and do something really, really fun and, and social. And part of my, uh, I was kind of the first class of non-Ivy League uh, college students to join Facebook. I felt like, social has been broken in so many different ways. And so I kind of had two tenants that I wanted to pursue in trying to address some of the core problems that I saw with social and decided to dive in. Also the tech community was kind of cold on social as well. And so I always feel like as an entrepreneur, it's a good time to dive into a broader uh, segment like that. And so those things kind of all culminate culminating together for me um, decided, you know, take one big in, uh, swing in social.
0: And uh, right now, uh, arguably due to COVID or whatever, whatever reason social is kind of like, it's in like, like this is the time to innovate in social, um, which is which is really exciting. I, I'm excited to see the, the, the numerous companies that get built here. But it kind of leads me to ask, you know, a question that I haven't been able to ask too often, What does your average day look like as you're building a social product? You're not, you know, selling it, you know, you're not selling a large corporation. I don't think you are, right? So like, since you're building a consumer product, like what does your day look like, uh, you know, on a day to day?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think your comment and observation about social and it's being hot right now, I've I've actually had some, you know, I have some emails in my inbox of me talking to some investors pre-COVID and being like, hey, I'm a, I'm doing a social company. They're like, oh, social's dad It's too cold. And I have a literal reply to the next email, which is six months forward. It says, oh, social's too hot. I'm not touching it. And, you know, as a founder is uh, uh, always a um, hair pulling situation. But For me, kind of day-to-day, obviously building something social, you need to be using that product regularly to get an understanding of what's going well and what's not going well, talking to a lot of the early beta testers, getting a sense of what they like, what they dislike. And then for me, I think a new development over the last month or so is that we're onboarding a lot of podcasters as sort of our go-to-market strategy. And we have a bunch of podcasters that they talk about these questions for an hour uh, at a time which is awesome and those are really great content uh, for the questions that you love kind of digging into but they actually have a problem with sort of discoverability for new audience and so a lot of them are joining the platform to say hey here's sort of my my 30 second take on this pretty long answer and if you want to listen to the full episode just tap below and we go to the, the full episode so some of the early beta testers are really enjoying this sort of discoverability of podcast episodes and then inevitably podcast shows um, and so i've been reaching out and talking to a lot of podcasters as well on how to make this this product really sing for not only really
0: kind of casual user as well as our podcast kind of pro users for lack of a better word and my, my last question before i go in the, into the last couple is would you kind of make the comparison are you kind of trying to build the twitter for the audio world like is that like the closest comparison of the of one of the last behemoths or what would you kind of compare yourself as in this next generation of consumer
1: Yeah, I think I think Twitter is off the mark just a bit and part of um, I alluded to sort of two principles that I think a lot about in social being broken. One is this idea that relationships are binary on most social platforms. So if you and I follow each other on Twitter, everything you talk about ranging from your podcast to cooking to politics, like I'm going to see same on Facebook, same on Instagram, you know, it's, it's the same process everywhere. Reddit is interesting, and they're on the other side of the spectrum, which is very thoughtful around you know these topics and these conversations and these ideas, right? I'm a, I'm a you know, fan of Red Dead Redemption and then politics and the NBA, and those are all very eclectic and different, and that's okay, but I don't really know anyone in those spaces either, right? So I think Twitter is in the kind of that first camp, and they're really thoughtful about these binary connections of connecting with humans. And we're really thoughtful about its people and topics. And that's something I think Google Plus tried about 10 years ago to really nail that they missed. They got, there's a bunch of reasons why they missed on that front, but they tried to approach this idea of saying, you and I might connect about podcasts. You and I might connect about tech and that's great, but you and I might not also connect about cooking. And that's totally fine because I have my other cooking friends and that's totally fine. Right. And so we want to build a platform that addresses that, um, that kind of level of of depth of these relationships that we mirror in our human lives so I think about it more as sort of Reddit grown up or Reddit in kind of this next form that is more social. I mean, Reddit's clearly social in, in its own right, but it's more of a town square in terms of its socialness. So I think it's a little bit more in the Reddit camp of using these topics, these areas I like to communicate, connecting with people I know, people I don't, and having conversations in an audio first way. So I think that's probably the closest. But you know, at the end of the day, any new social platform, you know, you're taking little bits and pieces from different platforms that that work and trying to blend this into a
0: new whole era. And, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's always a little bit off, but that's probably the closest. And then if you were to look out, you know, 20 years, like, like, yeah, 20 years from now, how or 10 years, whatever, you know, far away from now, what is the big vision for this company um, and what direction are you rowing in every day?
1: Yeah. I mean, so one of the beautiful things about this idea of what do you like to listen to and what do you like to talk about being different, the same contextual to the relationships that you have, is that we actually have this product that is starting to understand what we like to think of as the world's first conversation graph. So Facebook had built out this interest graph and saying, what are you interested in? And how do you connect to those topics and building a newsfeed around that? I think that the kind of the next big thing in social is understanding the conversation graph and saying, what do I like to talk about? What do I like to listen about? And when you and I randomly connect, what are the things that we probably want to talk about and how can we use AI to start asking questions that set our conversation off in a really fun and engaging way and I think you know as you think about that future in 20 years from now it allows you to do a couple of really interesting things the first thing is like I can connect with anyone in the world that has similar conversation graph with me and have amazing conversations with them all the time and we can do that in many different ways and many different media formats but I think that conversation graph of connecting with people that are like me that don't know Is key. The second part is like people I want to get to know or people I do know. I can now explore these other parts of our of our worlds that we had overlapped that we didn't even know that we had shared, right? And you think about how coworkers get to know each other or something like that over time. Is you inevitably talk about these sort of tangential topics and then end up discovering, oh, you love Game of Thrones and oh, you love hockey and like, and that's a process. And I think that we can automate that and make that seamless. So you're saying, hey, I want to talk about um, topics that I love talking about. I can do that by myself. I can do that with a friend privately. We can do that with a group of friends and we can do that, uh, broadcasting that publicly. And I think the space and that power that you have something behind a conversation graph like that enables that future. So I see a world where you're able to talk about the things that you want with, with who you want to, and do it in a really fun, effortless way. That is, is a really powerful
0: product and experience. And In order to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the Forward Thinking Founders listenership help you out? Are you hiring? Are you raising capital? Are you looking for partnerships, users, beta testers? How can we assist?
1: Yeah. um I think the first and foremost, I would love people to try it out and give feedback on what they like, what they don't like. We have a a small tech community on there and it's growing. The NBA community is pretty large on there. So if you're an NBA fan, it is ready to roll tech. I'm looking for people to kind of help us do that. But, um, I would love for people to play around with it, try it out. Give me any and all feedback. You can email me chat at trypersona.com, And then we are fundraising, um, we're kind of in a pre-seed and kind of early seed stage. And so kind of have a safe note open right now for some pre-seed investors, and then we'll be gearing up for a seed round here in the coming months. So if any of your investors on the side um, that want to play around the product, get a sense, um, those are probably the two buckets that I could use the most help. And obviously uh, would love to start hiring soon and round questions and probably uh, iOS end of, uh, development, as well as um, some backend engineering, but um, we have a strong founding team as well. So those two buckets, some beta testers if you're up for it and pre-seed and seed investors, um, love to talk.
0: And then for the last question, if someone you know is interested in this, they wanna try it out, where can they find you online? What's your website, social, email? How can they get in touch?
1: Yeah, the best way is probably go to TryPersona.com. So T-R-Y, TryPersona.com. We'll have a link to our test flight app or as well as our Android beta apps on um, the top menu bar if you're on mobile. Just go straight there. Um, you can also email us uh, from the site and whatnot. So it's probably just best to go to TryPersona.com and uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. Cool, thanks for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it for having me. Thank you.